This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. <laughs> Please, we cannot have you licking your private parts on the podcast. <laughs> um, you got emotional this morning, babe. I did. Tell me why you got emotional. Yeah, I think I got a little emotional. I, I got a little emotional in therapy today. I think for the most part, you, you did a good job throwing this on me. I was not prepared. I think for the most part, what it is, it's a leveling up of my baseline. Well, you were. T- I was talking about emotional in the bed. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> got it. <laughs> leveling up of the baseline. Yeah. Are you talking about where I was happy with where my life is at? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a leveling up of my baseline. Like I feel like there have been in the past five months, a lot of decisions have seen through. I have, for lack of a better word, like sloughed off a lot of excess. I'm deepening and getting to know myself better and better. You know, I started the year with a little, very, very basic and mostly in my head about just kind of like a life mapping. The five things that I really focus on, which are family, community, work, exercise, and creative. And those five things I want to put my energy towards. And I've appreciated that framework and this pace in which I've been able to just approach engagement and growth within each of those areas. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I appreciate just watching you flourish and I love it. I love how much joy your life has right now. It's pretty awesome. What I thought you were going to say was a one-liner, which is that we decided to try for the second baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's part of all those decisions kind of really coming through. I know, but we haven't said that yet. We haven't said that on the podcast yet. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listeners, we're having a second baby. Well, we hope we're having a second baby. Yeah. We, uh, we made well, the decision to go for it. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if we hope we do. We hope for the best outcome. There is a... What? No. I mean, no. It's so honest and true. I don't even know if we hope we do. <laughs> no. I, I mean, to reframe it in that this is not a, our family is complete or incomplete kind of moment. Yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. This is just a, we decided to go forward and we are really open to it and would love it. Yeah, no more debating, should we or shouldn't we? And the relief of that, and I have had a few thoughts creep in periodically, for one, in hard moments with Neo or anything else, and then for two, yeah, in quiet moments. But the minute that fear voice shows up, I just say, like, I'm not going back into indecision. We know this is the decision we're making. It is okay that we're going forward with a little bit of nervousness. It's so prolonged. It's so obnoxious. It is time for the decision part to be over. And that's what we decided. Mm -hmm. And I feel good about it. Good. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about pregnancy stuff and kids and they were, they're in the middle of making a tough decision. And one thing that I said to them was one thing that I know is a lot of decisions or pretty much most of decisions around pregnancy and baby are decisions of the heart, not decisions of the head. You can come up with logical conclusions and this and that around everything all the time. But the thing that I have learned about kids and raising kids, it is an extreme reflection of the total breadth of experience in life. And in that, 
it is both everything wonderful and everything painful. And at the same time, everybody has a similar experience and completely different experiences. And so on these like totally extreme spectrums of experience, while also having a similar experience to everybody else, it's like the one thing in the world where you like know what somebody's going through and you also have zero idea what they're going through. In that, all of these decisions are decisions from your heart. You can find evidence in any direction and that just makes it that. So I feel like we made this decision as a decision from the heart and- Why didn't you say all this when we were trying really hard? I mean, this is brilliant. Well, well, uh, Baba Adam is, is here, I guess. <laughs> wise Adam, wise man, wise, there's just wise, wise man. Wise man. So I, I guess I feel like the thoughts that came up for me because the, you said some thoughts had creeped into your head. The thoughts that creep into my head are all from the logic part of my brain. I think about where the baby's going to fit in the house and where this and that and money and this and But space. do you think that it's different for us? Because I know people who are logical about baby making. Are we going to be able to provide X, Y, Z? I mean, there are limitations in people's lives. And so there are decisions that get made from that logical perspective, probably often in contrast with their heart. Totally. I get that. And it's not that like logic or reason or quote unquote reality isn't a factor. I just know that you can find examples in every direction. You can find folks who don't have a lot of money, live in a small house, have a number of children, and are totally happy and just fine. When I used to do individual fundraising meetings, and I would do them in somebody's home, I would go into their home and end up asking them for money. I learned very quickly that the look and the feel of the home was absolutely no reflection of how much or whether they gave money or not no matter their caring of the issue. Wow, yeah. And it went against everything that worked logically taught, like, oh, the person with the fancy stuff and the big house and the nice car in the driveway and agrees with you on the issue. We're not talking about like whether they agreed or disagreed. They're gonna give you a lot of money or they have a lot of money to give you. It did never work out that way. There was no direct correlation between that. So I guess all that I'm saying is, yes, the logical stuff matters for you individually but things will work out whatever direction that you choose. Well, they're going to have to. And they're going to have to, and things will be okay, and the, those decisions will be the right decisions. Well, they're going to have to be the right decision. They're yeah. going to have to be. They're going to have to be. And it's amazing how adaptable, resilient, creative, inspired people we are when we are put in a position that, we, that have you have to, to act or you have mm -hmm. to do something. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, too. Why didn't you say any of that? You know. You just hold Wise back. Adam comes, uh, yeah. No, uh, this is what you A wizard me. is never early nor late. He arrives exactly when he means to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the thing that you said was, we'll know the decision once we make it. it that might not have been your exact wording, but yeah. you said something along the lines of, we'll, we'll know we've made the right decision once we make it. Yeah. I feel like this is a little bit after the fact of making the decision, but... Now you're being smart <laughs> because we made the decision. I mean, both of those things. Now, the ears with which I was hearing through were different. You know, they were mm -hmm. ears of skepticism, looking at both sides, hearing things, but then immediately having the other thing come into play, etc. But 
Yeah, we're going to do it. And we are going forward with our gestational carrier. And she was here this weekend, all the way from across the country. And again, it was seamless. Mm-hmm. Seamless. Mm-hmm. She arrived. She was here one day, had a blast, appointment the next morning, on a plane before noon. It made it home. It is amazing to think about seamlessness and all doors pointing to yes and then it not working out which Mm -hmm. is exactly what happened this summer Mm -hmm. yep i mean i guess it's gonna work out either way that's the point that's the point well don't make it look so obvious world right yeah don't give her a good flight if it's gonna work out you know what happened she had really difficult time getting home don't you remember that after the uh, transfer so the universe did not give her ease on the way home right god will provide the universe will provide exactly what you need and maybe because it was so seamless you know that factored into how the news of the baby not making it was handled for the worst you think so? Oh, I mean, what if it was yeah. what if it was really hard and we struggled? We put in so much effort, which we also did. There was a lot that was not seamless about it. I never saw it that way. I saw challenges with there were a lot of communication challenges. That, right, challenges with it with not between us and the GC, no. the gestational character, but between others in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between certain employees of the clinic, where we had communication challenges. But that never knocked us off course. That never slowed us down. That was never the reason why things went in the order they went. And also so many doors opened. Things that we thought weren't going to work out worked out. And the timeline of it was horrendous. I mean, she just had to have a second medical evaluation because it's been a year since her last medical evaluation. The timeline was way unexpected, but it nothing hiccuped like, oh, we have to now right. figure this thing out. It, nothing. Right. Yeah. The hardest thing was getting things notarized. Why is it so hard? It's so obnoxious and inconvenient. Did you know that if we signed it in front of them, we wouldn't have to get it notarized and we didn't go together that day? Is anything that where you have to leave your home in hard and inconvenient everything in a post-COVID is, world? Everything is hard and inconvenient when you have to leave your house. <laughs> Unless you're dying to get out of your house because your child is driving you crazy. Yeah. Then yeah. it's, then it's yeah, the but easiest. Yeah, that, but that, that's for a that's person. That's the easiest hit of the gas yeah, you have yeah. ever experienced. Yeah. I actually thought it made it really difficult. Yeah. To, because, I, because it didn't make a lick of sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But either way... Here we are now. We've made this decision and things have... How do you feel about it? Oh, I feel great about it. Great or good or neutral or detached? I feel great about it. What does that mean? I don't feel detached from it. I don't feel just good about it. I mean, I feel excited about it. There's still, you know, it's a different experience than it was with Neo when we weren't going through surrogacy and you were the one going to carry the baby. That was just a different experience, but... This experience is unique. It's it's like it's also very exciting and again I'm just happy with our decision and I'm ready to move forward. And if we have a second kid, I'm so ready to have another well, kid. That's why you got emotional this morning. You were like we're doing it. We're doing it. The interesting thing is every single time we re-engage in like, okay, here, we're going to go do it, et cetera, new appointment, blah, blah, blah. It feels like having let the whole thing go and then restarting again for our GC. She was like, you know, I it, at this point, I'm not thinking about it until you tell me to think about it again. Right. And 
then all of a sudden I start to do math and, you know, take time off work and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's amazing. We keep saying we're just one. It is amazing how often we are on the exact same page. So she was here and she was hanging out. And I said, are you having a hard time envisioning this time around? Like you being in where you are, living where you do, and then me coming back and forth or us coming back and forth. And she was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, me too. I just don't see it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean anything because I saw it before and it didn't work then. I don't know. I, you know, some of this detachment is for sure protective, but not things like that. Mm -hmm. Just seeing it. It's a trail that you've hiked before. When the first time you hike it, even the opening entryway into the woods, you're already looking at things. Ooh, look at this creek spot and blah, blah, blah. It's all new. When you hike a trail again, you often blow by that stuff and you don't think about it as much until you are like to the spot that you're going to. I, my guess is you will get excited and start to vision that out. But at this point in the process, you know you don't need to because you're just focused on like getting to those critical junctures. There's more room for detachment. Why are you so smart? Where are you getting this from? Did you wake up feeling smart? What is happening? I mean, that's deep. <laughs> I don't it know how is. deep that is. Oh, babe, to make that connection that you just made and describe that. And people don't think about their orientation to things or observation or yeah. connection, presence stuff. That, no, people don't. And that's not a common thing that even outdoors folks talk about. Like the first time you go, everything's sparkly. The next time you go, you, you're not paying as much attention because we've hiked the same spot many times and we always are in awe of things, but it isn't the same as hiking it for the first time. Yeah. And the first time things seem to take longer. The first time you hike a trail, it takes longer. That's why it always feels shorter when you're coming back, when you're doing an out and back. It, you know, it takes longer to get there. And then when you're there, then when you, on the way back, you're like, like we just did this That's, waterfall hike the other day and it felt like it took forever to get there. And on the way back, I, it was like a breeze. Was I there? Yeah, you, me, and Neo. Complete. We hiked to a waterfall. Oh. I went skinny dipping and there were some other folks there. <laughs> right. I Got it. No, you're totally right. That's about perception too. The right. unknown. How much longer is this going to be? The unknown. And the unknown, you fill that void. My guess is we filled that unknown void, the planning mode. When are we going to do this? What's it look like being on top of all that? That's why it's the same thing when like all those memes and funny things about like parents when they have their second kid and if they have their third kid, they're like, when you have your first kid, you're in like all of this like prep, prep, prep mode because you have to be. When you're second kid, you, you have a, a general idea of what to expect, even though again, you have no idea what to expect, but you have a general idea. So you don't think about car seats as much. You don't think about cribs as much. You don't spend time doing all of this, you know, research and stuff into every little detail because you know what you're going to need and what you're not going to need. You just have a better understanding of it. Wise words from a, from a wise man. Listen, I am... I mean, we have so many of these conversations. I can tell even before I even start a sentence when you're like, okay, enough, 
Like, <laughs> like your brain's like, I know exactly what he's going to say. I'm done. Three paragraphs from now, I'm done. <laughs> How are we going to move on from this? So go. <laughs> You're like, wise words from a wise man. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I don't know what I'm going to say next. I, I totally. I'm just yeah. trying to move. You're like Michael Scott. You're like, I just start a sentence. I don't know where it's going, but I'm on there riding the journey. Is that what he said? Something like that. Then we are, in fact, one. Okay, so if we were we were office characters, Jim, you would I would be Jim. Yes. What? What are you, Dwight? I was I was thinking more like Andy. No, (laughs) Andy is so repulsive. He's so egotistical and so out of touch. He is out of touch and egotistical. No, you're the one that that. No, you're always the cool kid. And you, you know, you have real life stuff happen, but you're like the one that's just like you're sneaky. You just get around stuff, and you're not never. You're never the butt of. Do we have a Dwight? Do we have a Dwight in our life? It's a hard question because no. there is really only one Dwight Trude. Like, yeah. it's like it's a hard person to match. I mean, it's one of our dads. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. No, it's not. Sorry, Dad. Our dads combined? Maybe. Maybe. Who am I? You're Michael Scott. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot. I really am Michael Scott. Why? I have a degree, a master's degree from Columbia. I am so flipping. Very Michael Scott. <laughs> to like, say all this or to have all this? To have all that. Really? And like that, that like nobody actually knows, you know, or something. I mean, they know. I don't know. It just feels no, like that. First of all. Because every- Michael Scott always brings it home. He always actually knows what the, the thing is. Nobody believes him. And then, but he's been right all along. It's just a funny way of delivering is that true? it. true? Totally. <laughs> he's always like you know he always seals the deal with like he always he's the one that always like saves the company it's not jim it's not the people who are leveled and smart it's like michael knows how to make it happen at the end of the day all i want to say is that when i tap into my michael scott it's it's with the people nearest and dearest yeah and w- because otherwise out in the world nobody people are going to listen to this and be like i had no idea I had no idea she was a Michael Scott because I'm, but the podcast actually aside, here's my, hold it, hold it. <laughs> but in work and at events and stuff, people have always said like, you look like you have it so together and I'm just sitting there and you should be like, I'm like, you should see the inside of my brain. It's ridiculous. But on the podcast, I actually think I do Michael Scott it up a little bit. Here's a good example. So the other day, you got contacted by the state's largest <laughs> radio station to do an do an interview. You had no idea that this was the state's largest radio station. You thought it was some guy down the street for whatever. 30-minute interview, which is a huge spot on the radio. I mean, this is a large, large interview on the station for a program that airs weekdays at 10 a.m., which is like now, I know, that's like prime time on the radio, 10, 9, 10 a.m., prime radio time. You know, but you do this interview. Of course, you crush it. But the one quote that I'm just still tickled to death about is he was like, so what's next for you? And you're just like, I don't know, but I am taking a nap every day to figure it out. <laughs> which is both insane and brilliant 
why is it because like we know when we're rested when we're (laughs) in that state like creativity comes to us in the quote-unquote like real world people see that as something crazy you know any person where you're actually doing the work to find a creative space know that like quiet restful alone space is where your creativity flourishes naturally i have not heard the radio show yet but i pray pray please that they include that they include that i mean that is so brilliant i already got a text from a friend saying he heard you on the radio this morning so in my defense i got a voicemail late last week i didn't know what radio station you're right he said it i didn't know who that was fine and then he texts Tuesday morning and is like, hey, any chance you're available this afternoon? Long shot. I should have heard long shot, but I also know that for even a phone call, I don't always have time day of, but I had already asked him if I could get on the phone with him. I was like, yeah, let's just have a quick call, blah, blah, blah. And so then he's like, great, I'll send you the link. I was in the car. And then he's like, are you coming? And I was like, hold on one second. So then, so then I know I'm on video. So then I put, I needed to freshen up my makeup and change my shirt. And then I get there and he's just like, we're down to 17 minutes. And I'm like, and I was like, I did not realize this was a actual recording until five seconds ago. Truly. I was like, okay, but let's do it. And then I did it. And I thought, yeah, I thought maybe it was like the local offbeat radio station. It wasn't. And I think if I had known, I might have not said some things that I said. But that, no, I'm so glad you didn't know. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh my gosh, my public speaking coach is either going to laugh or cry. A little she's bit gonna, of both. Well, she's going to be, gonna be mad. so proud of you. She is, but she's going to be really mad that I didn't look them up ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, I got on and I was like, can you just, I said, I said can you just give me a sense of what some of the questions are going to be? I'm glad I didn't say who's going to be listening, who are you, <laughs> can you tell me what the program's about, what do you all talk about normally? <laughs> I mean, it was public. It was the public radio. Yeah. So I'm Michael Scott, and you're Pam. That's better and more accurate. <laughs> just Pam, to, just quiet to... but like observant. What's the What's the guy's name? Who's the Latin guy with the curly hair? Oscar. You. You. Are... I was thinking about Oscar too. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's more in the background. He's more in the background. But he's yeah. super judgy. He's not. He fun. is very judgy. He's yeah. not fun. He doesn't move his body very uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. Who moves? It's their... a fun game. Because all the office characters, Stanley, Creed. Creed. <laughs> He's a, um, what's the one guy who's, what? oh, there's the UPS the delivery. Guy. Yeah. Oh, all I the mean, there's, so, there's so many. Guys. Yeah. Daryl. Daryl. Let's uh, try to have a baby. Let's try to have a baby. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.